Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Star Wars 7x7, episode 794. Today we pick back up on a series of looks at Star Wars short fiction as published in Star Wars Insider Magazine. And we are checking out the other two Blade Squadron stories, the stories about the B-Wing squadrons from the Star Wars saga. We got it all right here for you. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Mike and Joe from the Cantina Cast. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and these two stories were originally published in Insider issue number 160 and number 168. They were a bit apart from each other, and these are also tie-in stories. Specifically, both these stories tie into Chuck Wendig's Aftermath series. The first one, Zero Hour, ties into the original Aftermath novel, and the second one, which... All right, pronunciation team, here we go. Kuat, K-U-A-T, the Kuat Drive Yards, where there was a ton of Imperial manufacturing. Anyway, Kuat is the name of the other story, and it ties into Aftermath Life Debt, the second of Chuck Wendig's Aftermath novels. So let's talk about Zero Hour. The last time we saw Blade Squadron, they were in the midst of the Battle of Endor, and it looked like Adon Fox, their wing commander, was not going to make things look grim for him, and... They don't necessarily say that he was killed in action, but let's put it this way. The squad leader, Braylon Stram, has been promoted to wing commander, so that's probably not necessarily the best of signs. And our primary heroine, Gina Moonsong, is in charge of a new batch of recruits, which is a little bit of a surprise to her because she discovers that the war is still going on. She was thinking that, hey, once they blew up that second Death Star, it was all good in the hood, but nope, not working out that way. And so the gist of the story is that there's been an Imperial Communications Hub identified on the planet Malastare. Yeah, Malastare. We were just talking about Malastare, weren't we, with where the Zillow Beast came from in the Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon series. And so the job is to destroy an Imperial Communications Hub, but it turns out that one Moff Pandion has a vacation palace, as it's described, right nearby the Imperial Communications Hub, and Gina Moonsong wants to take some of the squad to blow that up as well on the off chance that he's still in there, and she gets orders not to do it, and yep, true to form, she disobeys and goes and takes some of her B-Wings with her and blows the joint up. Now, where this ties into Star Wars Aftermath is during one of the meetings of the Imperial Futures Council, and General Jylus Shale, who is one of the greatest tactical minds the Empire has, is talking about whether they should have some of their capital ships come back into orbit around Akiva, considering that there have been rebel scouts snooping around the place. And she replies to Moff Pandion, saying... Uh, If we lose this, we lose our command ships and likely our lives or our freedoms. That will be a tolling bell, Moff Pandion. Do you want to lose here as you did on Malastare? The loss of that communication station lost us our meager hold on that world, unquote. She, too, heard of his loss there, only he escaped. 
fleeing in an escape shuttle as the rebels took the base behind him. In the Navy, the Admiral goes down with the ship. Moffs do not hold such a code, it seems. Bringing it up has stung Pandion. His anger at that comment hangs on his face like an ugly mask. You coward, <laughs> he says. And she replies with not so much of a coward that I fled as my men fell to capture or death. Oops, so... <laughs> Yeah, Shale's burning Pandion left, right, and center during this meeting over this particular engagement that we read about in Star Wars Insider 160. As far as Blade Squadron Kuat goes, which just came out in Star Wars Insider issue number 168, we find the B-Wings part of an engagement over the Kuat Drive Yards, the big shipyard place where Imperials are manufacturing Star Destroyers and Adats and all manner of ugly weaponry in the midst of which Gina is having to deal with an X-Wing squadron escorting the B-Wing fighters, and the leader of that squadron is somebody who is just as hot-headed and disobedient as she used to be, but I guess Gina has learned a bit of discipline over the last few months. And the story itself mentions a couple of different engagements which are really more character-enlightening situations ultimately than anything else because the fight over the Kuat drive yards seems to be a prolonged slugfest, which ultimately... The Rebels win, or the New Republic wins at this point, when the Moff surrenders the joint. And where this ties into Aftermath life debt is right in the middle of it, we get the aftermath, as it were, of the battle itself, where in Chapter 25, right at the beginning, it says, On the bridge of Home 1, the Mon Calamari cheer. Out there in the expanse of space, the wreckage of ships floats above Kuat. Imperial ships mostly, though the Republic lost some of its own over the last several weeks. The bombing campaign against the shipyards and supply bases of Kuat is complete. The Sector Governor, Moff Paulus Maxim, and the Guild Head of the Kuat Drive Yards have surrendered. The scopes are clear with no further intrusions expected by the Empire. It has been a long, protracted fight, and now it's over. So it's kind of neat for these two to be tying into Aftermath and Aftermath Life Debt, and the little things that get dropped as part of a story inside Aftermath and Life Debt about you know things going on in the galaxy beyond the story, and seeing these things is almost like getting deleted scenes from a movie in a way. And in case you're wondering, yes indeed, Blade Squadron will return for another story that ties into the last novel in Chuck Wendig's Aftermath series, Aftermath, Empire's End. And that will be debuting in the January-slash-February issue. That's issue 171 of Star Wars Insider. It's called Blade Squadron Jakku, which we'll cover when they come out, both Blade Squadron Jakku and Empire's End. But that is going to do it for now in our discussion of Blade Squadron and what they've been up to. We've got trivia waiting for you. Just got a little break thing here to do first. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7.
All right, got that trivia question ready for you. Red squad, blue squad, take my lead. I'm on it. Let's go, my team. Last time we asked you who the two people were that called Finn a traitor in The Force Awakens, and that was Kylo Ren and Finn's former squad mate FN2199. Today's question, speaking of FN2199, what objects does he throw on the ground prior to fighting Finn with his riot control baton in The Force Awakens? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you engage those Star Destroyers at point-blank range, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not the shortest offensive of all time, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.